Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Transcript Podcast. You've got me, Scott Krizloff. I'm editor of the, of the Transcript, along with Eric Mokaya, who is our lead author. We sent out a new issue yesterday. We were off last week for 4th of July. And what we saw is that people are enjoying summer and gathering with friends and family. We saw that the economy is still booming. And one of the things that I picked up on that I thought was interesting is because we're in this summer period where this, the economy is strong and people are still in this post-pandemic euphoria, people are starting to look to the back to, back to school period as one that'll be important in order to see what trends are emerging in the post-pandemic world for the longer term. So things like work from home and how people uh, will react in the fall, that's, that's something that people are starting to look forward to now. Any thoughts, Eric? Yeah, I think that was the key point. A lot of companies are looking forward towards the, the fall. That will give them a better picture of how post-pandemic looks like. Uh, because summer is when everybody's out and uh, nobody's really in the office. I think in the Nordics, uh, business comes to a standstill mostly because they're out enjoying summer and not in the office at all. So I think uh, back to school will definitely be a key thing to watch. But something that I really pay, uh, picked my attention, I think, was the part about labor issues. And some of the labor issues that you're seeing may be long-term because <clears throat> some people don't want to work. Uh, at least people in high school don't want to be truck drivers or anything like that. So there could be, in the long run, maybe that's why people are hurrying up to have like to have AI-driven trucks. Uh, so <laughs> not so sure how that picks up. But also something that also really struck my attention is the number of companies that keep mentioning the issue about inflation. We've repeated it a lot, but it's really hard uh, to look over this data of how many companies, I think I counted them, we had like six, seven companies, all of them saying that we're really seeing inflation indicators going every, uh, wherever we look. So I'm not so sure if it's uh, the question you asked there, is it early stages of a really inflationary cycle? Any thoughts yourself? Yeah, I definitely noticed increased commentary about people thinking that this could be a longer term inflation, that it's not really transitory, that it could last into late 2023, which, you know, that was something that the Fed mentioned at their last meeting was actually something that could get them to move faster is if people started to believe that longer term inflation expectations were rising. And, you know, I mean, they've guided everybody to being okay with above 2% inflation. So I'm not sure we're going to have sustained 3 4 5% inflation. We could certainly have sustained 2.5% inflation. Either way, it seems like if we have 2.5% inflation, it's weird to have a 1% 10-year treasury yield. But, you know, it's been weird to have that for the last 10 years, too. Quick question though, what is usually the implication of having high, high inflation rates that is sustained for a longer period of time? It's really impacts people who don't have pricing power with respect to their earnings. So those are the people who get hurt the most and you're seeing that already. So people who don't have pricing power with respect to their earnings are typically lower skilled workers who aren't able to keep pace with the rest of inflation and see their real consumption falling because inflation is high. I'm actually curious to go back to the question you just asked. Are you, are you thinking that maybe it's not that big of a deal if we have inflation? No, I just wanted to see the implications of it. You rarely hear someone like explain a little bit, okay, this is what it means practically for you. So I just wanted to maybe look at the second order effects of the high inflation. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like especially as the Federal Reserve is holding interest rates low, the gains from inflation are accruing to capital. And so you have equity prices rising along with inflation as earnings rise and things like that. In previous decades, if you had had inflation in the, in the 20th century, you would have had the Federal Reserve starting to raise interest rates to fight this. I mean, it we probably would be at like four or five, six percent longer term interest rates already. So, you know, that that would have thrown the the economy into a recession usually in order to stop this inflation. And that is a bit of a policy choice, but we're not in a world where where that sort of thing is is happening. But you know, looking forward, one of the things that's that's coming up next week, which I know we wanted to talk about, is that it's it's earnings season this week now. And so again, this this inflation for many companies provides a tailwind in their earnings power. There's a lot of companies that don't have pricing power and you're gonna see margin compression from the inflation, but there are a lot of other companies that do have very strong pricing power who are going to have show strong earnings growth from this inflation. Yeah, as you say, like this week is uh, the earnings call week and a lot of companies are definitely reporting and the big banks start and they would have a, a lot of commentary around inflation. inflation. The, the beginning part of the earnings calls is always about macro perspectives. So that's also something that we'll definitely be paying attention to. So the big banks like Goldman Sachs, Wells Fargo, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, they're all reporting this week, as you say. But definitely, I think they will have to comment a lot on the inflation aspects of it and the implications that has. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to watch the big banks talk about inflation. Their interest rate outlook probably won't be any different from anybody else's, but it's always interesting to hear what it'll be. As we get deeper into the earnings cycle, I'll be really focused on supply chain, trying to figure out what people are saying in terms of where we are with with respect to the supply chain. So, because that's that's the real driver of the transitory inflation at least. And that that really should be getting better at some The thing that would be that would move the inflation needle a little bit a uh, little lower would be if the supply chain bottlenecks gets uh, resolved, right? So then we're looking for we're trying to look for points where maybe there's a shift in management tones about that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we said this on a previous podcast. I think we're both expecting that at some point we're going to see some green shoots on the supply chain, but we haven't seen them yet. So that's one of the nice things that I love about the work that we do is it's a great coincidental indicator. And anytime I think that I should be moving away from from what we're picking up and positioning, it usually turns out wrong. So just ride the trend would be my advice to any listeners who are following along with our our economic analysis here. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say though, from the past two weeks, what I've seen is mostly still supply chain struggles and bottlenecks. So that theme hasn't changed in terms of even the companies. I think one of the ones that was reporting was uh, Stuart Nielsen, who said that they they still see uh, the ocean freight rates are still pretty high. Supply chains are still very much struggling to keep up with the demand. So I think not yet, but soon. That's what I would say as a theme. Yeah, I don't think we've read a single company say supply chains are getting a lot better for us. Yeah, I agree. And that, so I think that those, those are like, is there anything else that you're keeping an eye on? Maybe as the earnings call week also starts or so? No, I think it's just going to be a really strong earnings season. That's my expectation, I think. The banks especially, it will be... A... <laughs> they should be releasing reserves. Yeah, 
especially given like i think a couple of weeks ago they were given a, a green light to now start doing buybacks and all i think they're going to have a blowout kind of quarter uh, and i was surprised a statistic actually noted today from one of the blogs that i follow is that if goldman sachs meets the consensus earnings estimates of 9.95 it would actually have a 50 dollars per share in four quarter trailing eps giving the stock of 7.5x trailing earnings so to oh like they they're crazy cheap i was actually shocked by that statistic <laughs> that is crazy that is really crazy i think it's a 300 stock now or something share yeah. price yeah. i think it's like 190 <laughs> or 200 not very long ago so it it but the earnings are growing like crazy though like uh, you'd expect them to keep they have a lot of power behind them but i i don't know where i've seen this in the past though like banks doing better is usually precursor to a recovery from uh, a bad period of earnings that you've had but then we've had a kind of a lot of stocks have also had a great year so it's really hard to know whether we're actually coming from a tough period or not looking at the way they're performing generally yeah it's, it's been a, a crazy cycle i think Technically we're still in a recession from NBER. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody That's... needs to probably call the end of the recession at this point. <laughs> Can you really call... I, I think the banks is this this may be the point to actually we actually say okay, we're off the recession now you're back to normal. Kind of. Uh, I I think we were back to normal in July of last year, but or I mean I think the recession was over in July of last year, but you know. I don't know there's an obsession from policymakers with the unemployment rate which I get on the one hand from a human standpoint but on the other hand it's a horribly lagging indicator and for the fact that inflation really impacts people who are at the margins of employment the most it just seems like we're in such a backward policy environment but it's for another day Yeah, it's a tough one. But next week we'll be back here discussing banks and uh all we'll be reading all the banks and its calls and then we have a little bit of a better outlook. Anything else you wanted to say? Or we should end there. Nope, I think that's a great place to end. All right, thank you for joining us this week. Uh join us next week. Uh you don't want to miss out on the earnings season uh because we'll be right here to actually track it. Subscribe to a premium uh, so that you can get uh, to a premium subscription so that you can get all the full quotes. Plus the com- our commentary on them, and of course, don't hesitate to drop us an email at admin at theweeklytranscript.com so that we can provide you with uh, more details. Give us your comments and feedback on everything. Thank you for joining us. See you next week. Thank you.